What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere. Visit highland.com. Our Locked On Astros, your daily Houston Astros podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. This is H-Town Wheelhouse, and it is Tuesday. This is our second part of my interview with Josh Strohs from Apollo Media. You can find me on Twitter at H-Town Wheelhouse. You can find the show at Locked on Astros. You can find Josh Strohs at Josh Strohs on Twitter as well, at Apollo H-O-U on Twitter. Thanks for tuning in. Here comes the second part of my interview with Josh Strohs. Yeah, I remember that was one of the first places I actually drove um, to the movies. Me and my friends, when because I'm, I'm a little bit older than you. When I was 16, my mom let me take her Dodge Voyager minivan to go see Wayne's World 2 or Wayne's World, something like that. That's great. And yeah, dude, it was awesome. We were like we were like driving over the Lake Houston Bridge, blaring some, I don't know, probably Rick Astley or something stupid, you know, some lame. Um, you know, we thought we were so cool, you know, I was – because because my mom's minivan had a Bose speaker system, I was like, "This is what." Wow. Yeah, that was <laughs> as as, as we'd say in the early '90s, that was hype or whatever we said back then. <laughs> yeah. But you know, um, so you started this thing. You you this apparel thing has taken off. I know you're you have a you have a blog. You have podcast. Um, I saw that you are partnering with um, Astros Future and. Jimmy is actually has become a pretty good friend of mine. He he posts a lot of stuff on my Stroh's 411 page and um, just a great guy. So I think it's neat how you're pulling in people from all facets when you ha- with, with with your podcast and with your blog. Are you looking at having contributing writers and maybe shows for each of the Houston area um, sports teams? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've already kind of brought on a couple different people um from rockets twitter uh we have let me let me pull up their ads so just so we are yeah, clear definitely. on that um we have a couple different people uh jackson gatlin who actually does the locked on rockets um side of things so i, I don't know if you know him or not um he's gonna help us out with rockets podcasts uh we have taylor pate who's a writer um he's gonna write blogs for us um and then we have um i you know i've never actually said his out out loud it's a uh, disney gary clark it's uh, i-t-a-m-a-r 1710 uh, mm. on twitter he, he has like seven thousand followers he's he's a really cool guy on um rocket twitter he always 
doing good analytic stuff. Uh, he make it, makes funny videos. He's just a, a funny follow. Um, we just wanted to kind of bring in uh, people from all, all the different sports who are just good creators, have uh, just sharp minds, and who want to make great stuff and who are good supporters of Houston sports. I mean, that's what it's all about. It's not really about pulling in certain people and not other people it's really just whoever we can bring in that wants to make cool stuff to elevate houston sports the whole houston sports scene you know up to the next level um we're all about bringing them on no yeah definitely because there are other um you know there are other outlets sports outlets sports towns that have their own media guys you know you see I know Barstool Sports may not be the official Yankees or Red Sox um, Twitter, you know, people, but it seems like they lean heavily in that area. You know, John Boy with the Yankees. Um, I actually interviewed him um, right after the scandal stuff broke and I actually had a really good interview. And on my personal podcast, H-Town Wheelhouse, um, that's actually my most listened to podcast to this day. I've got over 300 listens. Um but it doesn't really compare to what we're doing here on Locked On. But it's really good to get more local guys in Houston. And I think one of the things that Houston fans would agree with me on, not that I speak for all Astros fans or Houston fans, is we seem to be the guys that we get invited to the party, but we're like, hey, you know, you can you can kind of sit in this middle seat when we get there. Um, you're going to have to yeah. pay your way to get in. You know, like, hey, drinks for everybody. Um, hey, Houston guy, I'm actually out of money. Do you do you think you can throw in like half for the drink tab kind of thing? We just yeah. kind of always feel like we're on the outside looking in, and and I'm assuming that's probably also in the back of your mind, even subconsciously, why you probably created this. Oh, for sure, hundred percent. That's a that's a big motivator for us. It's you know, even when we've been as successful as we've been for the Astros for the past three years. Um, it always feels like they're waiting for us to to slip up, um, and you know that's why the scandal thing is just extra frustrating. But um, yeah, it's just always, you know, Houston can't be that good. There's no way. So, do you remember? Let me just interrupt there. Do you remember, or let's see, you said you were four, and let's see, when when were you born? 93. Okay, so you were born when the at when the Rockets were winning the back-to-back title. See, yeah, I remember I missed that. That's okay. See, I remember that. Um I was at game 5. I was in college and I was lucky enough to get a ticket to the game 5 against the Suns in the conference semifinals um the series that they called Houston Choke City when we went yeah. down 0-2. I was at that final game um where we clinched that playoff to go to the conference finals um that was a crazy time and i remember distinctly i don't know if you heard this but when we beat the knicks okay um in the championship sports illustrated because that was game seven had already printed all the new york knicks championship magazines but not the not the rockets ones Yep. And that made a lot of people upset. And then I remember after they were like, oh, well, Michael Jordan was retired. So that's the only reason why. Yeah, there's guys always an excuse. 
Yeah, and and so that's what that's what I've been trying to communicate to opposing fan bases. Their you know their defense is oh well you're just defending cheating you're just okay with breaking. I'm like that is not what we're saying, and yeah. that's what I want to get into with you. Um, as a diehard Astros fan, as as a lifelong Astros fan, um, I've been trying to explain this to opposing fan bases, and sometimes I feel like it's like talking to my seventh graders and having to tell them five different times the same thing, yeah. and then they're finally like, "Oh, we get it." I don't know if they'll get it though, and and not to knock other fan bases because everyone has their allegiances, and I respect that. And if I was a Dodgers fan, I'd probably be pissed off too if my team lost two series in a row at home and all that stuff. And there was all this scandal involved, but as a fan, um, how, do, how do you, how have you tackled it? How have you, have you taken it? Have you gone back and forth with people on Twitter? Um, do you just let your content do the talking? How have you been kind of dealing with this since y'all are starting this new Houston based media group? Oh, well, it depends. Um, there's a lot of people on Twitter from other fan bases that I respect and that I think are great content creators. So I will get all in on an argument with them. I don't mind. I don't mind having discussing these things with people who are coming at me in a a respectful and rational way. Um, If you want to talk about the ins and outs of the scandal and whether it affected things and your anger about it and, how it affected your family, all these kind of things. I'm totally fine with that. Um, it's the ones that are, you know, just bang, bang or whatever. I, I don't, I just ignore most of it. Um, at the very beginning, I did my best to try and stay unbiased about, um, you know, John Boy's videos that were coming out and just looking at things objectively like, okay, well, did they cheat? Um, are there bangs? Did it affect things? Right. Um, now with what we have, um, it's pretty obvious uh, they cheated in you know 2017 with the bangs. Um, now a word from our sponsor, Withings. Do you hate stepping on the scale? Maybe it's because you haven't met the right one. A company called Withings produced the world's first smart scale, and they are still the best. In fact, Tom's Guide rated Withings Body Plus the f- best overall smart scale for 2020. If you are looking to lose weight, willpower is key, but so is having the right tools. Withings smart scales are known for durability and an exceptional user-friendly design. Step on and data from every weigh-in syncs automatically to the free app for iOS and Android via Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. Lots of smart scales don't have the Wi-Fi option, and it means you need to have your phone on you. But Withings Body Plus gives weight, full body composition, weight trend, even a local weather report. The scale can support up to eight users and even know who is who. So here's the deal. You can get 25% off Withings Body Plus right now at Withings.com for a very limited time. Go to Withings.com, W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S.com slash MLB to get 25% off Body Plus Body Composition Scale. That's W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S.com slash MLB to get 25% off Body Plus Body Composition Scale. Stay tuned as our final segment of my interview with Josh Stros is coming up. Thanks for tuning in to Locked on Astros. Remember, you can get Locked on Astros on your smart device. When you get in your car or at home, tell your smart device to play 
podcast, Locked on Astros. I'm H-Town Wheelhouse. Thanks for hanging in. I think it's frustrating as an Astros fan because it wasn't needed. Um, And if you look into things, you can see that they performed better the two years after. Um, I think if they won in 2019, this would be not as big of a deal. I think the fact that even though they went to Game 7 in 2019, people are still going to be like, well, they only won in 2017 because they cheated. That's the only time they were good. It's like you look at it, they actually won more games in 18 and 19 and won to Game 7 of the World Series. Um, but, you know, everybody knows the playoffs are a crapshoot. And I think they could have, with that, barring injuries, they could have easily won in 18 and same with 19. But it just, that's the way the cookie crumbles. They did what they did in 2017, and that happens to be the year they won. Um, and I think as an Astros fan, you just have to kind of accept that and try and move on. No, yeah, that's the thing. Um, I've I've had some real good conversations with guys. We have a we have a flagship show called Locked On MLB, and this guy Sully um, does this show. I mean, this dude is this guy's impressive. Like he's from Boston. Um, he's like an Emmy award-winning producer. He was one of the producers on the season two of Axemen. Um, he, he's, I mean, he does like multiple podcasts and he's got one of these cool classic voices. Like when you hear him talk, you're like, okay, this dude, why is he not hired by some major league team? I mean, just got a phenomenal voice and him and I have gone back and forth, you know, and every time I talk about it, he always says, you're shouting at the waves. You're like, you're basically you're hollering into a crowd that's already screaming louder than you. And, and I said, yes, I know, I know. But at the end of the day, it, it is frustrating. And I'm, I'm glad you said that. I think a lot of fans at first, I guess, at least myself, I was really afraid to admit how upset I was because I felt like I had to defend the title. And I guess, absolutely right. And so I think a lot of people, what they don't get is, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the reason why I felt so defensive about this title was because of what 2017 meant to us as a community. 2017 was a brutal year. And I, I mean, sure. I, I still know people that um, are still feeling the lingering effects of losing everything and not having a home rebuilt or having a home built that was destroyed. And they're, they're still living in an apartment to this day, you know. So for us, 2017, to take it from us the way that I feel like people are, that's where I think a lot of fans disconnect. They disconnect, A, we are disappointed because I agree with you. There's no reason to do this crap. I mean, there was absolutely – this team was way too talented. And, you know, I went back last night, and I was watching – I'm rewatching Game 5. And I was – I have a thread going. I had to stop it because I got so tired. I'm getting old. I couldn't stay up past midnight last night. And so I'm going to restart it again tonight and do like a little live thread as I'm tweeting. And there were so many opportunities the Dodgers had in that game five to really take command of that game and just bury the Astros. And they just never did. And this is what I forgot about, the conversation about the baseball, the baseball being slick. And everybody's like, oh, the Astros – you know, they had to cheat in the playoffs. They hit all those home runs. And I'm like, no, everybody was hitting home runs in the playoffs that year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, the Dodgers hit the same amount, if not more. I don't remember the count for game five, but I mean, 
the Dodgers were hitting them that game too. I mean, there was it was just it was baseball being baseball. One team swings, one tw- another team swings back. It wasn't like it wasn't like that was everything that was happening. Um, and like I said, the playoffs are a crapshoot, anyways. So it's like that game felt like baseball in a nutshell. Uh, we were we were hitting it hard, and they were hitting it hard back. I didn't feel like. You know, of course, I have a biased opinion, but I don't feel like it affected that at all. No, man, it's all good. You know, I mean, that's how I felt, too. You know, yeah, I mean, hey, you're an Astros fan. It's okay to be biased, I think. I mean, what, Yankees fans aren't biased? I mean, Red Sox fans, you know, we all have our biases. And at the end of the day, just to kind of put a bow on this topic, um, What I find interesting and the point that I can't get through to people is that you have people that will accept the report for 2017, but they won't accept the report, say, in 2019, they didn't cheat. Um, And so, Josh, I'm going to have to wrap it up there. I do appreciate you coming on the Locked On Astros podcast for Fandom Friday. So definitely um tune into us man subscribe to us i know you got your own thing going but we would love to have you as a listener if you have any questions or anything let us know and maybe once the season gets started we can get you on the podcast again talking some more astros baseball Uh, for sure i'd love it i can't wait for it to actually start yeah me too well hey josh thank you so much once again tell them tell them josh where they can find you and maybe if if you want to tell them about your like site you know where they can go to find some cool stuff yeah, so I'm at Josh Stros on Twitter. Um, our website is ApolloHOU.com, and we're ApolloHOU on Twitter as well. Um, we also have a Facebook and Instagram, but we're mostly on Twitter. Uh, that's just kind of where we live. Um, yeah, and we're just going to be trying to create cool shit all, all year. Well, sounds good, Josh. Thanks again. Thank you all for tuning in to Locked on Astros. Remember to get the Locked on Astros podcast on Google, Spotify, Apple, and on the Himalaya app when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Astros. Have a good one, Josh. You too.